0: Welcome to Tish and Piffle, where we are high-fiving the fact that we are five episodes into our aimless wanderings and strange meanderings. Five weeks is longer than your average celebrity marriage, and so surely it's worth a cake or card at the very least. England's still partially grounded, but frankly, it looks like most people have long since climbed out the back window and headed to the coast for a game of rounders, a bag of chips... And a bare knuckle fist fight on the beach. Oh, happy days! Revving up the Lambrettas and slapping on the sun cream. Alongside me are Alice, Sean, and Dave. Not really alongside me because we're all confined to barracks still. So, how have um how have your weeks been? Active or inactive?
1: Well, I would quite like to start this podcast with a bit of disclaimer, actually, because I'm probably going to sound really bunged up and horrible on this call because I'm suffering really badly from hay fever this week.
0: Oh, I feel your pain.
1: It is so bad. My eyes are streaming. Last night I sneezed about 30 times in a row. It was really embarrassing. I can't sleep. It's just absolutely terrible. So if anyone else is in the same situation as me, then i offer my solidarity.
2: I've never had hay fever, but I constantly keep getting sun cream in my eyes. And... It's one of those really annoying things where I just don't know, I don't know what to do about it. Like, I want to be sensible. I want to be a proper adult and protect my face from getting sunburned. But it's also just really annoying. Summer is quite frustrating sometimes, isn't it? It's lovely, but it's also very, very, like, full of problems.
0: I've had a bit of a double whammy because I've got the hay fever and I've got a blocked ear from swimming, from lake swimming. Oh, so- no. I'm slightly lurching to the left when I walk and I can't hear anything out my right ear.
3: I was just wondering if something had crawled inside your ear from the water. Something living in there now that will need to be extracted in a hilarious tale for the next edition of the podcast.
1: I will say, Derek, I do have a question. Um, why do you only have one arm of your glasses? Just you see, you're missing an arm of your your glasses. For context, we're all wearing glasses today, Yeah, well, I'm actually. glad we got the glasses um,
2: memo. <laughs>
0: it's just part of my ramshackle life that I normally sit on the glasses and then I go as far as I can with just the one arm and then that just collapses in the end. I tried some elastic band thing and I tried also ice lolly sticks, putting them either side of the actual glasses, but so this will last for about five minutes, I dare say.
3: ITV's (laughs) top reporter turning up with ice lollies on the side of his glasses.
2: (laughs) It must be a really good look when you're sort of stumbling to the left with, like, half your glasses missing.
0: Even by our low standards, we've clearly all of us done absolutely nothing this week I've done something.
2: I did something exciting. Well, it wasn't exciting, um, but it was a nice moment this week because um, it was meant to be my wedding day yesterday. So um, we had a slightly strange week because, you know, all this kind of build-up. To this day, that then kind of didn't happen. So, we had a really nice day because we basically had the almost wedding day. Um, so, you know, we had to do the things of having like a little wedding breakfast in the morning and like playing our wedding playlist and stuff.
0: You're, you're going to have the full wedding, what, this time next year?
2: Yeah, the full wedding's still going to happen. Um, it's just going to happen in June next year. Um, so, we haven't had to move any of our plans around. We've still got all the same kind of suppliers and things which we're really grateful for and um yeah we're gonna have to just kind of send out the invitations again really but um it's exciting you know we've got another year to kind of prepare for it so um it's been it's been good all around actually
0: what if you get to next year and there's some people that you don't really want to invite and others that you didn't invite this year that you'd like to invite next year is that a conundrum possibly in the making
2: Yeah, I mean, it's been kind of weird, actually, because we had some people in our um, guest list this year who were pregnant. Um, So obviously, when it comes around next year, we're going to have their little ones um, to invite and stuff. So yeah, we're going to end up with quite a lot of babies at the wedding next year. But you can't really not invite the babies, can you? Because then the parents don't come. So I think that's the only issue we're going to have, unless I fall out with a lot of friends in the meantime.
1: Yeah, and also you've obviously got to invite um, all your, you know, fellow podcasters. So uh, you're oh, going to have yeah. to make, it, make another few friends. spaces. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be an expensive year.
0: <laughs> Lockdown's been fairly miserable in many ways, but there have been a few shards of light piercing through the gloom. The air's cleaner, the sky's clearer. Wild animals are reclaiming nature and the streets have been free of the great shuffling mass of humanity that is England's school children. They normally sweep through our towns and cities like herds of buffalo to and from great citadels of learning, but for the last few weeks all the lessons have been virtual ones. They're beginning to open again in some small measure in England, so... Time, team, to don your blazers, sling your satchels over your shoulders, shine that apple for teacher and reminisce about what was surely the golden years of your life? Oh, dear heaven, no. Did anyone actually enjoy
3: school? No. No, no, no. In fact, I remember after I left um, school, I, I think I mentioned last time, went to private school for a few years, and some years after I left, I saw an article in the local newspaper saying that part of the school had gone up in flames and it was, in fact, arson. And my overwhelming thought at the time was joy, happiness and regret, <laughs> that, it, regret that it hadn't spread further. <laughs> Did the cops knock on your door? They did not, but they might now. But it wasn't me, but I, I would like to shake the arsonist by the hand.
2: That's quite extreme, isn't it? I mean, I hated if you that don't place. enjoy school, to burn down the building is going to another level, isn't it?
0: But Alice, you were scrunching your face up when the word school was mentioned. Why is that?
2: Well, I actually went to the same school, um, from sort of junior all the way up to um, senior school. So I um, I had good and bad experiences, really, but... Um, but I, on the whole, I, I, looking back on it, there were moments that I really, really enjoyed. And I think a lot of the time it was the extracurricular stuff that we did. So I um, really enjoyed doing sort of all the drama and all the plays that we put on. Um, and I really enjoyed the kind of... Um, the house events that we put on. I don't know if you guys probably had houses at your schools, um, but I was house yeah. captain. Mm-hmm. Just going to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> so in my kind of final few years, I got to lead our, um, our house in most of the team events like sports day um, and uh, swimming and house drama things like that so I really enjoyed that part of it but when I left I do remember sort of saying to my mum like oh thank god I'm leaving I'm so ready to go to university now and not see the same people that I've spent most of my time with um for the last half many years so yeah I think looking back on it there were moments that I loved but when you're there at the time it's just rubbish isn't it and you just you just want to leave as soon as possible.
1: Yeah I mean I, I'm kind of the same really I was a bit of a nerd so uh, I quite liked sort of learning and school but I went to a so I went to an all girls school it was a grammar school um, and actually I kind of realised when I went into sixth form that I don't really like girls very much so uh, <laughs> <Bombshell>. <laughs> I realised that I, I actually get on with um, guys a lot better um and I find girls quite bitchy it might have just been the school that I went to I don't know but I just found like I wasn't I didn't really do the whole like girl gang girl friendship type thing I was just very much more just sort of like you know just hang out with people and have a laugh rather than you know get into all these you know clicky groups so um but I have that said I've made some you know I've got some a nice group of friends that are like my friends for life really that I'm still in touch with from school which is uh really really nice and I think it's also kind of made me the person that I am really going to that kind of all-girls school and being in that environment I think I'd probably be a very different person if I hadn't have gone to an all-girls school so I think I am grateful for it even though it was a bit of a mixed bag at the time.
0: One thing I always dreaded was the report card because mine were invariably awful. Once a teacher wrote he has A happy-go-lucky attitude, which I thought at the time was a compliment, and my parents had to tell me very sternly that actually it wasn't. Um, I've also had... He has failed to respond, and once in music, and I'm very proud of this, he has reached rock bottom. But the best report card I've ever seen was from my uncle. I actually read it. I could not believe this. I don't know if it was sarcasm or an attempt to just encourage him. But on his exams, one of them said naught out of a 100 could do better. (laughs) I've been thinking that our podcast feels a bit like the, you know, the rushed homework you do on a Sunday when you've actually had the entire month to do it, but you don't bother preparing
2: (laughs) the homework that you then ask your parents to for a bit of help with and then they just end up doing it all for you
0: I'm a little chastened by the fact that um I have a what I call a fake nephew who's, who's the son of a very good friend of mine and he's in what you would call in old money the sixth form now and he does a podcast too with his friends and um theirs is all Fierce and furious debate about morals, ethics, and politics, and here I am doing a podcast. <laughs> we talk about flashers, makeup, and people who have a dump in the road. And I don't know what has gone wrong since school.
2: What's happened to the youth of today? It may or may not
1: surprise you that um, although I was a uh, <clears throat> I flip my hair here a grey day student, I used to always get told off for talking too much. Always, <laughs> it's also like you know, Sean she's really good, but she just talks too much. And I have at times been known to have to sit at the front of the class, you know, in front of the teacher's nose to make sure I'm not talking to people too much. So then I just got myself a job, which meant I could talk at people all the time. So it's fine now.
0: I'm sure none of you like me had to endure the hilarity of the combined cadet force or anything like that oh
3: i yes did that horrific
2: oh what what's that
0: this is a a ridiculous attempt that schools go through and i went to a boy's school to to what they see as build character and install discipline so you join this thing that's like the home guard from dad's army and it <laughs> sort of mimics one of those south american paramilitary fascist dictatorship thing. So you all just march around on the playground in uniform. Totally ridiculous. And I was in the signal section, which used a bunch of radios that never worked. And all it really taught me was that in war, I would die very, very (laughs) quickly. (laughs) The, The best bit about being in the CCF was we went on a kind of CCF holiday, which was basically just marching in Exmoor rather than marching in the playground and we had to dig a ditch for the latrine and on the very last day somebody fell in it and that's that's one of my best memories from school I think
2: I have to say I loved school trips like I kind of miss that kind of crazy kind of trip that you went on with like, you know, I don't know, 40, 50 people from the school and it was just all mass panic and like it stressed the teachers out to no end and there was always someone who got drunk on the school trip and then there was this whole like reprimanding process they had to go through the next day to kind of show show them up and prove to everyone that they, they shouldn't be drinking uh in school's time so yeah
3: I, I want
1: to come on your school no. trips we i remember we went on one school trip where we had to measure grass all day <laughs> we,
2: <laughs> we did uh, we did do one i remember where we had to go to a roman fortress and um we had to do bronze rubbings have you ever done that that is oh honestly the grass, most boring yeah. thing brass that's it brass rubbings oh my lord i think i think those school trips sean were an attempt to just like keep us busy for the day when they couldn't think of anything better to do we also once had to go
1: and um look at we went to the beach and then we used to look at the shapes of pebbles to see how they would (laughs) eroded. it was also pretty terrible
2: school trips (laughs) sound amazing
0: When I look back, and I I was at school a long time ago, in some ways it was very progressive and and there were very liberal teachers, but I don't think I grew up in a very enlightened time.
2: What century were you growing up in?
0: I was... I I don't even want to say. (laughs) I was at little school in the 60s, um, slightly bigger school in the 70s, and I was still in school in the 80s. But I don't know, does anybody remember the school disco? (laughs)
2: that brings back bad memories
0: I'm sure it's different now but you know I I would spend about an hour and a half summoning up the courage to ask some girl to dance and then she'd say F off spaz and that was it and then I would be crushed (laughs) for about three months afterwards I really hope that doesn't happen now
1: I think they're always I think they're probably still the same so it was like the boys on one side of the hall, the girls on the other side. The I don't slightly know what it would be slightly like a DJ
2: trying to yeah. get them all together, doing the Mambo number 5 in the centre.
1: But imagine a, a social distancing school disco. That would be horrific. That would be even worse. Or maybe it would be better. I don't know.
0: I actually went to a disco where they got one of the Radio 1 DJs to come and play. I don't know how they managed to do it. Wow. And I remember I went up two or three times to say, will you play a record? And he went, I can't remember who it was he he kept saying oh yeah I'll play it in a minute and he never played it and then I was listening to his radio show the next day and he went yeah I did this really good gig at the weekend do you know what I really hate though people who keep asking you to play a record <laughs> Dave I don't think we've got to the bottom of why you were so unhappy at school
3: honestly how long have you got it does require several hours and several psychiatrists <laughs>
0: But I imagine that you, you shined academically because I remember when you were a bit bored and you went off and did a law degree. I mean, no, that's not usual.
3: <laughs> I, I should have um, shined academically, but in fact, I'm also hopelessly lazy And so I couldn't be bothered to actually do any work. I do remember one term I thought, as an experiment, I will put some effort into my history classes. And I came out at the end of that term with grade A's. And I went, OK, so I can do it, so I don't need to anymore, and stopped and drifted back (laughs) to the middle of the class, having discovered that, should I wish to, I could do it. But I wasn't that bothered.
0: Even now, I wake up and I think... What is the counter-reformation and when was the diet of worms and things like that? Oh yeah,
2: I still haven't quite worked out why we needed to learn about Pythagoras' theorem and how that even remotely relates to any sort of task that I would do in life today. So yeah, I'm with you on that. There was so much that you learn at school that just felt really utterly pointless.
1: Come on then, what was everyone's favourite subjects at school?
2: Um, I really liked English, I think because it was that classic sort of combination of sort of I loved reading when I was little so I just loved sort of getting the homework of just being able to go and read um, which sounds a bit sad but um I still read a lot today so it's obviously sort of installed a good practice in me but I also just loved the art of making stuff up like English was essentially just bullshitting your way through the essays wasn't it just sort of getting to the top of the word count you know with just some ridiculous comment about how the color of the wallpaper sort of reflects the character's mood so yeah i uh i loved english
0: i loved english too but i i'm still angry now and this is several decades afterwards about my english a level you know it gives you a poem and it says give a critical analysis of the poem and my poem had a word in it transmogrify does anyone know what that means
2: no no idea
0: so, so how is some spotty 17 or 18 year old expect to know? It
2: sounds like something out of Harry Potter. What does it mean?
0: It means, and I haven't thought of this word for a long time, it means transform in a surprising or magical manner.
1: It was very Harry Potter.
0: And I'm still annoyed, still annoyed that somehow we were supposed to know that word.
1: <laughs> I love that you're still bitter about it.
0: I, I am. You can tell the strength of my passion here. I preferred history, but um, I did better in English. I'm
3: with you on the history, actually. My other problem amongst the many I had with school was the teachers, all of whom I loathed with equal passion, except for the history teacher, who was the only one who actually taught us how to write an essay. Um, And he had a very cool... um, border collie I think it was puppy that he used to keep in the room behind the class and he'd let it run mad for the first few minutes of class and we'd rather like the puppy but he was actually a good teacher and the rest were were appalling people
1: my favorite uh subject was technology we used to do lots of different types of technology so we used to do food technology and we used to do woodwork and we used to do uh, textiles but I used to like it because I wasn't really particularly good at any of them but I used to just sort of mess around so once i was uh, for textiles i was sewing something uh, in my in my lap like i had it sort of on my lap and it took me about half an hour to realise that I'd actually somehow managed to sew it to my skirt. <laughs> <laughs> so I then had to unpick the whole thing and start again.
2: That's i I've got a, I've got a better story actually, which is um, kind of gruesome. But my friend was doing a design and technology exam, um, and uh, we were making sort of model cars. And she to make the um, the wheels, he had to stick the two wheels through the, this this metal axle, and she was getting so frustrated. They wasn't going through she just hit it really hard but her hand was behind the wheel so it went straight through the wheel straight into her hand and straight to a and e for her
0: i'd like to just take a just a small break from um school
1: is it lunchtime
2: now <laughs> ring the bell <laughs> ding ding ding
0: we're going to be graded at the end in a recent episode Alice dropped the bombshell that some of us actually didn't know each other before this started. And and I was the one who got the gang together. And so I now like to think of myself a bit like the Charlie figure from Charlie's Angels. <clears throat> <laughs> That's what I stride around thinking myself at.
2: I thought you were going with Charlie in the Chocolate Factory there or something.
0: I've never watched Charlie's that.
2: Charlie's Angels.
1: There's so yeah, many watch. films
0: I've never watched.
1: So, we're your angels then? Yes.
2: <laughs> wow, what a mock crew of crime fighters we were. I mean,
1: being. you know, you will speak for yourselves, but I'm very angelic, so.
0: I think you're very Charlie's angels ish.
1: That's a bit rude.
0: <laughs> well, we're all on dynamic missions now, so I think the analogy is just about hanging together. <laughs> but I was really just going to look forward to next week to say that. We're going to do something slightly different, rather than pick a topic and then air, air our old grievances. I thought we'd do a quiz. We've talked <laughs> about this, so we do a quiz and answer some questions because a couple of people have already asked me some things, and I've scribbled them down. So,
2: is this a general knowledge quiz? Because I feel like Shams just revealed that she would definitely be top of the class with this one.
0: No, I'm not. I wasn't thinking like a who's the brainiest kind of quiz. More. You know what color socks have you got on? and Hopefully, slightly more imaginative. We we have loyal listeners, obviously from Kabul to Johannesburg, from Kalamazoo, Michigan to South Korea, so that they could always ask us questions. We are on Twitter at Tishan Piffle. Dave, is there not an email as well? Haven't you created an email that people could technically write to? No, I have not. We'll get some fan
1: mail going.
0: Yeah. So, so we've not prepared for the question episode at all, but it's, we'll it's ask around Twitter, and we'll, yep, yep. we'll get some questions. So um, this was the bit where I was actually going to ask, what's your favourite subject at school? And now we've done it. I don't know what to say now.
2: Can we go with least favourite subjects? Yeah, let's Always do that. interesting and revealing.
0: I hated maths and I actually Oh, I'm think, with you. I think I'm innumerate. And if there had been... <laughs> kind of grading systems they would have actually said to me I'm sorry you can't go to school help the caretaker that's how bad I was at maths
2: I was terrible at maths I really really hated it but I really fancied one of my maths teachers so it was a sort of it was an odd uh, thing for me because I'd hate going to those lessons but I, I quite enjoyed just sort of sitting and staring at him
1: I hated maths as well, um, but I used to have quite a lot of fun in my maths classes because I had this one maths teacher who uh, I don't really know why she did it, but whenever she used to turn round and talk to the class, she used to close her eyes,
0: well, that's so she'd creepy. be talking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so she'd be talking to us, and she'd close her eyes. So that obviously turned into us all daring each other to do particular things, <laughs> while she was <laughs> facing us. <laughs> <laughs> to see so uh as you can imagine there were quite a few antics involving uh, rude gestures and um other such things though to be fair because it was all girls it probably didn't get as bad as it could have done if there were boys in the room too uh but yeah that we always had quite a lot of fun with that we used to time how long she'd have her eyes shut for as well <laughs> and things like that
0: you could have run a book on it yeah she probably could have done There was a massive scandal at my school. I think the last day of term, the boys decided to break into the girls' school and run onto the stage during the assembly. And it caused such an outrage that it got... I think it was in the mail on Sunday or something. And they flammed it up. They flammed it up, as we all do, and we know this world. They flammed it up to say the school feared a terrorist attack and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) And they had squeezy bottles with water in and they said um, the headmistress feared that acid was being sprayed. Oh, no. And we know now that that's just someone sitting at a desk making that stuff up but it was very exciting and glamorous to see that our school was in the paper for all the wrong reasons.
2: Did you guys have um, something called Muck-Up Day, we used to call it, our last day of school, where you all got to play pranks and things on the teachers? Did you have a version of that?
1: yes and i have a grievance to air actually because it's still bothering me for many years you so notice my... this is
0: this has become the the <laughs> grievance airing episode it,
1: is, it does feel a little bit like a weekly counseling session mm. um but yeah so i do have this grievance on the very last day of school so i think i think it was yeah sixth form when i was leaving sixth form so i would have been you know, 18 someone stole a clock from my geography teacher's classroom and I have absolutely no idea why. But for some reason, she thought I had done it. Oh. And I, I don't even think I was in her classroom that day. But she came and pulled me out of, I think, my maths lesson and was just like, um, where's my clock? <laughs> I just
3: went,
1: sorry? You've taken my clock? And I, honestly, I'd gone absolutely nowhere near the clock. Hadn't even thought about taking the clock. Why would I want to take the clock? I don't need a clock. I've got a watch. And I just sort of looked at her and I just went, well, I haven't taken your clock. And just whatever I said, she would not believe that I hadn't taken her clock. And I think probably still to this day, she thinks that I've taken her clock. The clock stealer. What was your least favourite subject then, Dave?
3: Oh, French. Um, Ooh, I'd yeah. done a little bit of French, very, very basic, before I went to the uh, the school um, for, for, you know, doing O levels and things. And when I got there, um, the the state school I went in, they said... Apple, and then whatever the French word for apple is, it's so bad I don't even know. Le apple, Uh, and banana, (laughs) le banana. But then when I went to this other school, they did the entire lesson in French, everything, from the moment you stepped through the door. And I arrived there not having a clue. And they were, you know, entrez, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all I heard is blah, 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 for 45 (laughs) minutes
0: every session.
1: (laughs) Apologies to our French listeners.
2: yeah for ruining a beautiful language
0: (laughs) this is a myth that you can learn a language quickly because when quite a while after i left school i went to spain for a year and they said i'll go full immersive and it's brilliant you'll learn much quicker but you don't because you waste a load of time for the first couple of months learning to say the days of the week and the numbers and all the stuff you should have learned already that you don't start getting better for about two months
2: I found it quite funny because when you learn stuff in school, you know, you have those exams and you have to sort of introduce yourself in the language and say, you know, hello, my name's Alice. You know, I have a dog and, you know, I I live here and I'm this age. And then you don't learn any other numbers, do you? So just for the rest of your life, if you ever go to that country, (laughs) someone asks you how old you are and you always say you're like 16 because you just don't know what the number is (laughs) for the actual age you are.
0: I can only say 1998 in Spanish, because that's the year I went to Spain. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also hated PE. Um, oh, yes.
0: Oh, oh we, yeah, I, it's sadistic. As yeah. I think
1: we sort of discussed last week that we weren't a fan of PE. Um, I used to, that was the class I used to get in most trouble for, for talking too much, actually, because if, instead of doing actual exercise, I used to just sort of stand and talk to my mates. And... Um, Probably the the most embarrassing thing that happened to me at school was um, because I got into trouble for talking, I got given a lunchtime detention. And if you get a lunchtime detention for PE, that means you have to clear out the PE cupboard. Oh, no. Which is just the worst thing to do ever. You have to sort of, you know, tidy up all the basketballs and organise things into piles. Anyway, I was trying to clear something up and a massive spider,
3: I kid you (laughs) not
1: it must have been the size of my head it was absolutely massive <laughs> jumped out at me so I screamed the place down and ran to the other side of the field out of the PE cupboard and honestly I think someone thought that I'd been attacked because all these people started running over people like are you okay it was like,
0: there was
1: a massive spider in the <laughs> cupboard and then I refused to go back but it was great because it meant I got out of lunchtime
2: detention so at least your teachers might have seen you running across the field and thought oh at least Sean's doing some exercise <laughs>
3: I remember you know disruptive Dave, people This
0: is not going to get on the board This is libel and so on. No not, but can, no no can corporal punishment was it. allowed
3: Corporal punishment was allowed back then
0: This was punishment
3: Perfectly acceptable and if you were out of line you he would take his belt off and deliver a damn good thrashing and I, I was perpetually in terror of ever putting a step out of line
2: Wow. I think there's there's a bit of a generational gap here, isn't there, between what we all remember fondly about (laughs) school.
0: (laughs) Did anyone have a nickname at school?
2: No. No.
0: Because I I was called two things at school. They used to call me spongy because I had big lips. (laughs) (laughs) And then, thankfully, that went away quite soon.
2: I mean, we're bringing that back. <laughs> Spongy.
0: <laughs> and then they started to call me Frank. And and people still call me that now. Many Frank. decades after I left school, yeah. Any
2: kind of reason, or...?
0: There was a show called Cannon, which was a police procedural show at the time. He didn't look anything like me. He was a, he was a really big guy. But I walked into the classroom once after there'd been a fight. and for, I can't remember why I was quite annoyed about it. And I kept asking what had happened. And someone turned around and said... Who do you think you are, Frank Cannon? And forty years later people still call me that?
1: So I have a bit of a sort of again it's turning into a bit of a counselling session. I get a bit nervous when I think about nicknames because I've I've never had a nickname, which makes me think Am I just notoriously difficult to nickname or does that mean someone has a nickname for me behind my back that I'm not aware of? (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Because it's so bad, yeah. So I'm really worried one day that it's going to come out.
0: It doesn't count to put a Y on the end of it and call you Sharni or something. It has to be like a proper nickname. Yeah, that's
1: what I mean. I've never had a proper nickname. So that that does scare me a little bit because someone's definitely made a nickname for me somewhere. Maybe Smelly Sean or something. Probably. <laughs> I don't <know> smell <laughs> listeners. Yeah.
2: <laughs> if any listeners would like to contribute some nicknames, please do.
1: To be fair, when I was at this is moving on to university, but when I was at university, we met this. Uh, Actually, I shouldn't talk about this. No, we talk about it. Come I'll on. say it anyway. I won't. No, I'm, cause just in case he hears it, but <laughs> <laughs> you have to cut it out afterwards. But it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's so anyway you have to edit that out but that's funny but it's not school so
0: there was a bloke i worked with once called biffo and he thought it was i don't know what he thought biffo stood for but apparently it stood for big ignorant uh-huh. from oldham <laughs> he, he never knew that that's what Bivost I think he's dead, so that's right. You can't sue when you're dead, can you?
1: No. <laughs> this this no is true. Do
0: you know what? If this sounds weird to people, can I just say at this point, it's because it's been heavily redacted and edited <laughs> to take out libelous remarks that all of us it's have like made. It's like Donald
2: Trump's Twitter feed.
0: <laughs> oh, Donald doesn't know what he's doing compared to us, surely. <laughs> Has anybody got anybody else to libel, or shall we wrap it up?
1: I would um, quite like, Derek, you to uh, give us all grades as to how you thought we did during this podcast. Oh, yes, please. For our report cards.
0: Uh, I'm going to give you all A plus for effort. Dave, you might get a sort of F for social interaction, if that's (laughs) a subject.
3: Well, that's just normal. That's standard, Days. is.
0: You're all highly marked for standards of English, obviously. But I think, basically, as my teacher once said, could do better.
1: Thanks so much. I'd like a remark, please. I'll try and improve for next week. How does that sound?
0: I'm happy with could do better. The bell has rung. Those of us not in detention can stop reading the Beano under the desk. I'm showing my age here. I'm sure I'm sure some of you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> What's a Beano? I do know what a Beano is. <clears throat> Let's put back the hinges on the chemistry lab doors, take down the out of order sign we put on the teacher's toilet and start drumming up excuses for forgetting tomorrow's homework. That's the end, everyone. Shall we say goodbye or is there any other business?
1: Oh, Derek, you're in detention. And the rest of you are free to go. Yay! Hooray!
0: Tish and Piffle is Sean Elvin, Alice Key, Dave Johns and Derek Johnson. It's a a tied-up-with-sticky-tape-and-a-bit-of-string kind of production, isn't it, let's face it? We may be back, or frankly, we might not bother. But hey, in the meantime, thanks for listening.